What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers back in the day. He was all swack. It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And starting up uh, uh, day one tomorrow for uh, the official start of the of the high school baseball season. Of course, he's the head coach oh. at Simeon. Heavy as the head, the wears the crown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we've got uh, the – oh, go ahead, go ahead. And we've got the NFL draft analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, caught you on uh, uh, Football Night in Chicago on Friday. Yeah, sorry about that. Catch him on the Under Center podcast. <laughs> Stop that, Glenn. Stop that. Glenn, always, man, man, just, just puts too much, too much, too much pressure on himself going on those shows. You do great, man. Yeah. He is our GM. He's Glenn Morgan. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? It's been been a while, man. We haven't been we haven't been uh, talked since since before the Super Bowl. So uh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's uh we, we it's it's all this Justin Field Caleb stuff, man. This everything is out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are we are officially the number one story in, in, in the sports world now. Uh everywhere you turn is is Justin this, Caleb that, Justin this. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, in, in listening to, to your assessments, Glenn, you think it's a done deal, man. Yeah, Justin, dude, Justin's not coming back. Uh, it, everything seems to be pointing that way and, you know, different people I've spoken with, um, and the people that they've spoken with, it, it, it's leaning towards that. That being said, there's a still a small part of me, man, that's thinking that it, if the right offer comes through from a team, that they can that they mean the Bears would abdicate and change their mind and go on, uh, move away from Caleb and, and stick with Justin and build the team. Uh, I just I find it very difficult in my mind when you start putting the numbers together in terms of the amount of draft capital you can have, the amount of fiscal fluidity you can have, and the options presented to you by trading down as opposed to taking a player and having some resources. And obviously with the extra uh, $30 million that the NFL received for the cap being expanded, that gives you more options to get uh, free agent talent. Now the Bears are around 80 between 80 83 million dollars i believe they have somewhere up there so I, I get all that but if you trade down you you almost multiply that you, know, you almost double the opportunities you have so i'm holding out hope washington if you're listening <laughs> At atlanta if you really really want a quarterback you know that these guys will trade up and uh and make a difference but if if it doesn't happen and i think the time is short it needs to happen sooner than later uh, because the other issue you have, if you do take Caleb, if you do retain the first pick overall, you're going to have to trade Justin. You're not going to be able to have both of those guys on staff at the same time and think that you're not going to create a lot more problems with the locker room, so on and so forth. So trading Justin is imperative if you're going to go on from Caleb. And here's the other problem. And we talked about a little bit on the football night in Chicago thing uh, segment that Keep in mind the two teams that Justin seemed to be targeted for most of the 
this offseason has been Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Well, Atlanta's general manager is still there. It's the same general manager that passed on him when they took Kyle Pitts. And the offense or the head coach at the time was Arthur Smith, who is now the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he was also part of passing on Justin as well. Those guys may not be enamored with Justin. They may have had their reasons why they passed on him. And they may feel that not much has really changed since then. So if that's the case, I really don't know who else is going to be pining for Justin. And your your trade options become that much more limited. So I don't know. And if that's the case, here's the thing. You know, for those people who are, who are Justin fans, if the market for Justin is really dry, you're not going to get anything for him, it might make more sense to keep Justin because you're going to get a whole bunch of Caleb. That market's not going to drop at all. Your opportunities and options there are only going to increase as the draft close, uh, grows closer. Let me let me ask this. If, <laughs> let's say, you've decided Caleb Williams is is your pick, so he's, he's going to be the pick. Mm-hmm. Do you keep Justin knowing that you're going to trade him? Maybe during training camp, you know, if if it, if it goes that far, maybe a, a team, you know, injuries happen and you know a team is going to need a need a, a a starting quarterback. Do you keep him telling him, "Hey, we're going to trade you," so and and people know that you got to you got to trade him. You got to trade him before it gets to that. Yeah, you can't keep him. You can't. You do that. But what if and, here's, here's my my problem is? Or if not there's no market problem, for not my problem. It's no market. If, if there's no market right now, right? right? What you're waiting for is a, an injury. Is what you're saying, like what you're waiting for to me. And I'm saying, you know, teams want to give you. Let's say that it starts off a fifth, fourth round pick, right? I want to get a little more for Justin Fields if 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 that's the if that's the decision. I, I don't I would, think you, I would think but, you wait a you know what I'm saying just just because because if 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 you know emergencies happen you know injuries happen mm-hmm. you may be able to tick that up to a to a two you know but but I ask you this what if that don't happen and what uh, if every, and everything what if, everything's a risk and what if Justin is out playing Caleb in camp that well, I I know that would happen. Well, you 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 know with, I know with that, just but, with Justin's with Justin's love in that locker room. That's yeah, that's true. You, you you're 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 putting you're setting that kid up for failure. Like you got to get rid of him if if you're gonna make that pick. You you are creating a Mount Vesuvius situation. Yep. To where all, all of Pompeii is going to be destroyed <laughs> because <laughs> because you're deciding to do something that you just don't have to do. Uh-huh. Now, I, I I get the if you can't trade argumentatively if you're not able to get something for Justin within the next ten to fourteen days, and it's looking like the market for him is is going to be kind of dry, and you you have to wait until the draft happens, and even then you're still not getting the takes you want. Now. Basically, if you're keeping him, you're hoping that someone gets injured enough and so that they come to you. However, in the meantime, while you're waiting for that, you're getting nothing but all this attention on the mm-hmm. first pick in the draft. Look, even if Caleb was a first round pick, say he was a 25th yeah. pick, you would still be catching hell. The first pick overall in the draft, there's no way in hell that Justin or anybody with any sense realizes that Justin's gone. And so you you have a divisiveness that's just organically 
manifested by your own inability <laughs> to get rid of a player that is talented enough, but for whatever reason or reasons, teams, because they know that you're in a pinch, they can wait you out. They don't need to have to give you anything, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then on that, but the draft has happened, free agency has happened, so you don't know what other, I mean, Russell Wilson's out there. Russell Wilson, he could not play and collect his money, but if he does decide to play, he's going to be playing basically free to some extent, but he may be on a mind where I still want to get into Hall of Fame. He may be, he may be legacy oriented. And so, and to improve his situation, he may go to a team where he has a Pittsburgh chance or somebody else where he has a chance to maybe make the playoffs, you know? And so that takes another spot away from Justin. You have all these other quarterbacks where JJ McCarthy type guys are shooting up the draft boards to where he may be a first round pick. Bo Nix may be a first round pick. And then there's those, those teams that are more astute that said, you know what? We're good. We're not as desperate, but Michael Penix has fallen to the second round. Jordan Travis is coming off an injury. So his draft stock isn't, isn't as high as it could have been. Spencer Rattler didn't look so bad. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So now guys are, it's like, who's going to take Justin? Who's going to give you something for Justin? Because the other problem with Justin, don't forget, He's in his fourth year. So he's technically in his last year of his rookie contract. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. team that's making a, a move to get him has to give up capital and decide that if they're doing that, the reason they're doing that is because they want to go and continue with him further, which means that they're going to have to give him his fifth year option, which means that financially they're going to be looking to pay him 40, 45 plus million dollars going forward. So it's not just a matter of does the team need a quarterback? It's a team. It's a matter of does this team want this quarterback because of what mean what it may mean for the organization, not just this year, but going forward. Because again, technically, uh, Justin is in his last year's contract. So when this year, when the twenty twenty four season is done, if no one picks up his option, he's a free agent, and, and that could happen too. But it, you know, do I want to give up capital for a guy for a one year rental? You know, it, it gets more and more layered comp, comp, complexity-wise. So it, it behooves the Bears to make a move where teams have to overthink it and start thinking too much about it. And if they get Justin now, they can make certain plans going forward. But if they don't have to take Justin now, if they can wait it out and see what the situation is, they may realize we don't have to give anything. We don't need to. And thank you, but no thank you. And now the Bears are stuck with them. And now you do have a problem. Mm -hmm. And and realistically, all that – GM just said, sounds just like the Bears. <laughs> sounds, sounds like the exact situation we're going to find ourselves in. It, it, it's, just, it's, it's just like those type of things happen to us. Well, traditionally, we do find ways to snatch victory <laughs> from the jaws. We find a way to find defeat from the jaws of victory or whatever it is. You know, we make it the opposite of what it should be. That being said, that's another reason why there's still a part of me is like you, you have to, everything that we're saying and talking about. They I'm sure they have to have gone through polls is pretty pragmatic. He pretty much goes through all these different scenarios, all these what if scenarios. Right. At some point, you I would believe you have to realize your ability to get more is by trading a first pick yep. you, you, and. and he his he the first pick and I say he I'm talking about Caleb his value is not going to diminish unless he just does something stupid off the field it's just not going to diminish it just doesn't he he's going to be the first pick in the draft 
Okay, ostensibly, he is going to be the first pick of the draft. So if Washington, and there's a real good reason and need for Washington to want him, as long as the Bears aren't trying to extort them, you can get yeah. something done. Because it's just one move up. You're going from two to one. But you can probably, are you going to get three first ones from Washington? Probably not. But you should be able to get two first ones and maybe a, a third rounder uh, for next year. And probably not necessarily the Bears number two pick or second round pick for this year, but Washington has their own second round pick. So, for example, Washington has the second pick overall, then they have the 36 pick, and then I think they have the Bears pick at 40. The one that we when we gave when we got Montez Sweat, we gave him our pick. So if you're the Bears, they have a second round pick. You can get their you can exchange first round picks, get their second round pick, which is 36, which really helped the Bears. Let's they just get ours, but yeah, or ours, but let's just for S and giggles, let's just say you get Washington's 36. Cause you know, you're trying to improve your situation too. It's not like Washington doesn't have a second pick or picking a second round. And it's only four picks later. So it's not like it's not like it's the 55th pick, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's right there. And then in, 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 instead of asking you for your second round next year, I ask you for your first and your third. But if you give me the, if you need the bears pick, then I'm going to ask you for your second pick next. You know, you, you, you negotiate it and, and the Washington doesn't have to give you a player. Because I don't know if there's any player off Washington that I necessarily yeah, I want. Yeah. Because then you may have to pay some of those guys too. So I'm not I'm not looking at that. So if you get four picks from Washington from moving up one spot, that's really good. Like I said, man, you remember I said that in the beginning. That's the move. We already got the player. We already got the player. I said that. Sweat, we already got. Right. I agree with you. So I was saying we get our second round pick back, but you saying get they there's like yeah, so, let me get let me get there. I mean, look, if 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 it comes down to they're not gonna move off of 36, but they'll take 40, and okay, right. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and get what I can because again, yeah, you're gonna need the first pick overall, and there's a need why they would want him too. But you still want to leave Washington with a little something so that they can feel like they're gonna build something because it then that they don't want to be Carolina, they don't want to give everything away and uh -huh. then have nothing to build on. They're not going to make that mistake. And they just saw that happen. And it's in the same region. So it's not like it's, you know, something happened on the left coast. They're not aware of it. I mean, Carolina mm -hmm. and Washington are basically in the same region. So, um, yeah, Carolina stole uh, Washington's region. <laughs> right. Right. That, that used to be Redskin country. Exactly. So, so, and, to, and for the Bears, it just makes all the sense in the world because now you get the second pick, you can get Marvin Harrison. And you, there's no way in the world. You can't, as the Bears, or it's an organization, despite whatever issues Justin may have with his passing, and this is why you have Shane Waldron here to help with that, but despite what issues you have with Justin passing, and most of those are holding on to the ball and passing in the middle of the field, you get Marvin Harrison Jr., and you got DJ Moore on the other side, and you pick up some more picks, so you can probably draft another wide receiver in the third round, or maybe high in the second round. Oh, my goodness. All of a sudden now, you look a lot better because you saw what yeah. just what one wide receiver did for 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 Justin. Imagine mm -hmm. what two top tier wide receivers can do, and not only that, but you're setting yourself up to where you can have five pick. The way I have, and I talk about, I'll be talking about it tomorrow on Football Night in Chicago uh, for a segment we're doing. But the possibility is you could conservatively conservatively have five picks in the first 100 for this year, which is top. You know, that's in the first three rounds. And then you could potentially have, and this is making another trade, because now your ninth pick overall, you don't have to get the wide receiver now. Mm -hmm. 
because you already you got the wide receiver. You don't have to try to. You don't have to try to because you already got the wide receiver. And, and so you can take whatever you want, whether it's, you know, another offensive lineman, whether it's an edge rusher, what have you. But now the ninth pick might become more attractive to a team that wants to move up because they want to say, for example, Denver. Maybe Denver wants to jump ahead of the Vikings and make sure that the Raiders don't get an opportunity to move ahead and take a quarterback in the top 10. Again, someone like J.J. McCarthy is moving up the charts. You have a head coach like Sean Payton who may be like, hey, I have a more athletic person who I can envision being Drew Brees-like. I'll get him early on. I can develop him because they really do need a quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. They really need a quarterback. But for Denver, it makes a lot more sense to try and get a quarterback between their pick 12 to 9 than trying to move up from 12 to 1. There's a far far less they have to give up. And if you're the Bears, and whether it's whether it's Denver, that's just an example, or it's the Raiders, or even if you trade down further, with that ninth pick now, you can trade down and acquire – you know, a late first round pick still, but another second round pick possibly, or another third round pick, and maybe something going into next year as well. So you're building up your draft equity and capital, gives you a lot more flexibility. As we've talked about, you can move around in this draft. You can definitely move around in next year's draft. So even if Justin quote unquote doesn't work out, you might have two or three first round picks you're playing with next year. Okay. Your or your first round pick and maybe two other first round picks or two first-round picks and two high second-round picks that you can play with, that you can package together and move up and be in the top three and possibly get someone like Shadur Sanders. All of this is viable if you just straight down. And it's not like it's not like no one's going to come to you. We would talk about Washington, but there are other teams that can come to you as well. And, and, the, and the further down those teams are, the more you can ask. So I just have a hard time weighing that against not getting rid of Justin, you have Caleb and you don't get as much. And now you're dealing with other issues. So that's just, that's just how I see it. But that, like you said, sometimes maybe that's too much like, right. Yeah. Poses and man, I think we talked about this before though, man, he's in a situation. You do not want to see you trading up or trading, trading that number one pick. And then Caleb Williams becomes the next guy, you know, and you well, as long go. as you're winning, it doesn't matter, right? And and, and that, but but Justin stays on the same trajectory that he is now. But he, here's the thing: it can, it I, can I, be reversed too, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, this, absolutely. It's go. It goes. It, it it goes both ways. That, that that's the caveat. Is that even if this and and granted, people are gonna look at you sideways because it's like you had with three first round or two first round picks or whatever. But it's like you you buffer that fall. From being a such a precipitous one to where it's just a slight fall off the curb as opposed to you fell off a cliff, <laughs> you know, and you can position yourself to still acquire quarterback to your liking, you know, and and it's <laughs> I have a hard time I, outside of Justin being injured seriously and just significant injuries to significant number of players. I have a hard time thinking the Bears won't win. 10 games because as bad as everything well, as was as they, this won, year, they won they won seven this year right and they should have won 10 as bad as everything was yeah, yeah. the three games where they were winning you know in the fourth quarter had a better than 90 percent chance of winning you win those three games you, those are 10 you probably still lose to green bay and that probably is the one that knocks you out of playoffs but you're right there and then again i asked the question i said it before if the bears are 10 and 7 and everything's still the way it is in terms of having the first pick overall 
and Justin, are we moving off of Justin when you just missed the playoffs? No. Uh, because here's the problem. Was Justin so much the problem why you lost all those games? No. No. And that's my point when it comes to drafting, Kate, because you're saying he was the problem. And now that kid has to come in and be the solution. Well, no. You know, you're intimating it. You, the, the innuendo is there. It's not necessarily saying he's the problem. It's saying he's not good enough, man. Maybe not even that. He may still be good, but you not take the enough. chance of 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 missing out on the next. And I'm not saying this is going to happen. And I'm not saying that that this is my thought process. I'm just saying this has to be going through Ryan Poles' head. That you're missing out on the next John Elway and, and Dan Marino. And, and in that case, Patrick Mahomes. And in that saying? case, and in that case, Caleb Williams has to come in in year one and show that he ain't missing out on those guys. We cannot regress as a team. That's no true. matter the, no matter the decision that's made. I agree with you. I, has, I think we we've we've talked about this before, and I and, and you said that, and I said, well, you can't you can't put the blame on him. But but you're right, you can't regress. Can't regress, because now if if the team regress, you're gonna have a a, a very disgruntled locker room. Yeah, very disgruntled locker room. And your fan base, you're not gonna hear the end of and, it. And and all them all them Caleb supporters are going to flip. Absolutely, this team won seven games last year. We can't even <laughs> win four. You know, like all of them are going to flip. Like and now, now this kid is climbing an uphill battle, just like every quarterback that we've had. It, it it's it's sad. Dan Eberflus going to get fired. Then we're going to draft another, and it's the cycle, the never ending cycle. Well, maybe not. I I think I get what you're saying, and that we we it's hard to get off that pattern because we've seen it, you know, time and time again. I, I think the problem is is not so much that Caleb would come in and be set up to fail because there are things in place for him that weren't. I don't think he's set up to fail though. Right, but I think he'd be set up to disappoint. Right, my thing is he's set up. He's actually coming into a better situation than Justin ever did. Right, he did. So he won't. Oh, be set absolutely. Up to fa- yeah. So he won't, so he won't be set up to fail, but the expectations on him are setting yeah. him up to dis- setting him up to disappoint. Right, and which is is a regression, like you said. Yeah, that's my thing. Like. He has everything outside of having a quote unquote second receiver Center. that that can possibly be there at nine, possibly not. But he would have um, he will be coming into probably the best situation a Bears quarterback has came in since Jimmy McMahon. You know, so that he, wasn't that wasn't a good situation. Well, he had a a, a decent defense, and he had Walter Payton. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, okay, right. so it ain't. It, I mean, he's he's coming into a seven and ten team, a team that realistically have the ninth pick in the draft, not the one. He's not coming into the worst team in football. No. So you know he he's coming into a pretty good situation, and he. Like you said, it's it's kind of being set up to where the disappointment will be there, not necessarily the failure, 
Mm-hmm. But with disappointment, because of the high base, expectations, it it, it 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 will lead to failure more possibly than not. I'm not saying it will necessarily will, but it will lead to it more possibly than not. Because, like I said, these these fair weather ass fans are going to flip. First chance they get, they're gonna say, "See, it, 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 I guess we we're just cursed." We, we, <laughs> right, people, that's what it'll be. We're just you know, we just Drake cursed. May. They should have took Drake May. I told should've you, should have took, took Drake that, May. And that's another thing we not factoring <laughs> in. If another one of these quarterbacks tend to pop, and Caleb struggles, that's all we're gonna hear then. Why would it's you take like, a quarterback that's six foot one, maybe? It, Why would we take a guy who's six four, six five, or the guy that's six three? It's like three different, it's three different scenarios here. <laughs> like I don't envy Ryan Poles at all right now. I think the safest I, that's just been me from jump. The safest bet is to do what you just said, GM, and and trading a pick. And getting more picks. Yes, it's going to be crucified by half the media, but who gives a shit? So was last year. Exactly. And then it flipped from Bryce Young to CJ Stroud. Can't right. miss out on CJ Stroud again. <laughs> right. What, 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 what? We didn't miss out on that him. Wasn't, yeah. That you wasn't know, part like, of the argument. You know, so it's like they're going to flip to fit whatever narrative they want to control anyway. Meanwhile, this guy can potentially be building a roster, an arsenal that that allows the Bears to be competitive. Not for these little small stretches that we've seen, at least in my lifetime, but be competitive for years and years and years down the road. Like that's what I want to see. I'm tired of trying to hit the lotto. That's what Thank we keep you. trying to do. We're trying Thank to you. hit the lottery. Like, man, what what Ice Cube said and all about the Benjamins, the lotto, the lotto, man, come on, man, let it go, let it go. Like, man, like, and that's what, but that's what we continue to try to do, hit the lotto, like in, instead of just yeah. <laughs> fifteen. Like, like, so I mean. It's it's a bird in the hand beats two in a bush right now. You know what I'm saying? And look, I think I said it before. It reminds me of the Oscar Wilde wild quote that, you know, in this life, there are two tragedies. One is not getting what one wants and the other is getting it. And that is where Chicago fan base is right now. You know, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Be careful what you ask for. Bird hand beats two in the bush. I mean, you can come up with so many cliches and sayings. It's like, dude, you know, buyer beware. I come up with that motherfucker too. <laughs> you know, you talk about getting Caleb. You know, buyer beware. Because what are you exactly getting? You, you hear all the reports. And it, how many times are you going to hear a lot of negative reports about a player? Unless they're just really doing something out of the box that you don't, you know, that's not so that it's so obvious that someone telling you is just like, you know, that 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 kid, he's got problems. Yeah, no shit. But outside of that, you're not going to hear a whole bunch of negative things about somebody. You're, you're really not. And even if you even if you hear a few negative things, that doesn't mean that he's horrible. He may be the guy that you need for your team. You may hear all the positive things in the world. It doesn't mean he's going to be the best fit for your team. 
you won't know until you get him in a building. You uh -huh. won't know until you go through adversity with that young man and how he's going to respond with other grown ass men in the locker room. You just don't know. But you do know what you have already. And you're acting like, you know, it's not good enough. But you don't know if the other thing necessarily is better. Everyone keeps telling you that it's better. Right. It looks like it could be better. But you're not comparing apples and oranges. You're comparing apples and pears. You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing, but not really the same thing. So, and, and here's the thing. You, you got a young man who's 24 who really hasn't had much of an opportunity to have anything solid behind him underneath his feet until last year. And if you're telling me you think he's all he can be when he hasn't had an opportunity to even be what he might be, you're kind of cutting your nose off to spite your face, in, in, in my in my opinion. It's, it's just I, trying to hit the lotto. Yeah, man. I, I I I don't I don't. To me, it's not that difficult a thing. It really isn't. It's I, like it, it really isn't that difficult to me. And like you said, you you want to sustain it, because here's the other thing, fellas. It's not on top of all this draft capital. The Bears are setting themselves up for an opportunity to continue even for the next couple of drafts getting these Control players it. in place. But if you look beyond that, when these guys' contracts start to come to an end, so you're talking 2028, 2029, when these guys are becoming unrestricted free agents, if you're unable to sign these guys, and if they are talented and you're unable to sign them, you get compensatory picks anywhere starting from the third round to the sixth round. Or you can trade these guys after year three when you realize, okay, we're at an impasse. I'm not going to be able to sign this person. You can trade them for something. So it gives you that kind of flexibility. On top of the fact that should you have success, which if you're getting this talent, would seem to be that you have a better chance of being more successful. That means the coaches on your staff, the coaches on your coaching staff may start to leave. And if you look at that coaching staff, there are a lot of people of color. And you would just hire the first African-American female position coach, right? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a whole bunch of compensatory picks on the coaching staff. And then you look at Ian as Ian Cunningham. That's right. Yeah. Ian Cunningham, he's polls the second. Once he becomes a GM somewhere else, because he was real close to leaving this year, that's two years of back-to-back -back compensatory picks you're getting because he's front office person. And so you have an opportunity as a Chicago Bears organization to have top 100 picks averaging six every five to six for the next four years, five years. You look at San Francisco last year. We talked about it last year. San Francisco had like, what, five picks? And then by the time the draft turned around, they had 11. And they didn't yeah. make any trades. They had all those compensatory picks because of Robert Sala, a couple of other people in the front Demico office. Ryan. Mike, well, Demico Ryan. Well, Mike, Mike McDaniels. Start, oh, they're going to no, get Demico Ryan this starting year. Starting this year. No, Mike McDaniels okay. with the Rams. Ram. Um, okay, okay, okay. No, it was no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're right, you're right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. My bad. Right, right, right. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, and Mike McDaniel. So they yeah. so so they had successive years with Salah and McDaniels, who kicked in last year, and now the Michael Ryan's will kick in this year. So yeah, man, like I said, it's a currency, bro, that no one's really talking about. And the Bears, if Poles is thinking like I'm thinking he's thinking, he's looking at because Kansas City did the same thing. Tariq Hill left, right? Compensatory picks. Ryan Poles left. Kansas City got compensatory picks the last two years because of Ryan Poles leaving. It's it's yeah. the new currency, bro, and no one's talking about it because you're getting compensated 
third round picks are nothing to sneeze at. People think like, oh, you're not getting good talent. Oh, you're, you're getting dude. Fred uh, Warner is a third round pick, and 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 San Francisco got that from the Bears when the Bears traded up to get goofy ass Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> they gave up the seventy fifth pick, and that turned into Fred Warner or seventy fourth pick, whatever it was. And that dude has been a Pro Bowl like what the last three years. Yeah. Definitely. Arguably the best inside linebacker in the game. And all pro. Forget a pro pose. All pro. So I, again, I don't understand why you feel you need to get a a, a player and think that he's going to be the guy. Because how well has that been working out for Buffalo? How well is that working out for the for the for the Ravens? I mean, it's helping you win and you're in the conversation. And that's pretty much what you could, you should hope for every year, that you have a chance to compete every year. You don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. You, to think that you're going to be there every year is, is ridiculous. And in Kansas City, I understand that's a standard there now. But again, you're not looking at things in a realistic situation because Mahomes came into a, a great situation to begin with, and he's a cherry on top. Exactly. And he's one of a kind. There's a reason why he's one of a kind. That doesn't mean that there's another kind running around somewhere. It just doesn't happen like that. There's only one John Elway that we saw. You know what I'm saying? But that class, that draft class, Buffalo, hey, they had shots at it. Okay. The Dolphins, Dan Marino. You mean to tell me you would never, you wouldn't take Dan Marino? Oh, I, Dan, Dan Marino I, was a mid. He's, he's the greatest of all time. He's my, a mid round pick. Yeah, mid round pick. Showed up for one Super Bowl. Lost. Got his ass whooped. Why? Because the team he placed was a better team. 49ers were a better team. Joe Montana's a third-round pick. It's a better team. Everyone's like, oh, Joe Montana, he's a Hall of Famer. You didn't know that in, in 1982? No. That, that's, that's my thing. He was an undersized dude who had quick feet. That's what they kept telling you. Oh, he's got, he, Bill Walsh really liked his feet. That's why he picked him. Okay. <laughs> but that's, he, Those are the things I'm – those are things I'm – that I'm saying, I mean, and it might be just because of thinking of myself when it came to sports. I was always undecided, things of that nature. The things that made me different was the intangible, was things that couldn't be measured in in my appearance or like things like that. Like, and that's why it bothers me when people keep saying Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Like, do it's not just the talent with Mahomes. It's it's we we clearly just saw that this year. It's not just the talent. It's it's the other things. We saw that for 20 years with Tom Brady. It's not just the talent. It's other things those type of guys bring. And to just assume because what you see in the talent of a specific quarterback, to assume that that are oh, he gonna be like that's that's just false. That's just false, man. Like I, to me, I see intangibles in Justin Fields that go so unnoticed because he's just been in the hell of an organization so far. Even though the organization, in my opinion, is starting to trend up, especially if Ryan Poles do what we want him to do. But like the intangibles that you see in that kid are what you want in a quarterback. It's what you want. That's a leader. Like, you want that. Like, and and it's just, it's like the media, all, what I'm, and what Ryan Pauls have showed me, and, and I hope he continues to show me, is that he does not give a damn what the media says. 
he has not made one decision based off the media way. And that was always a big problem of mine in the past. I just felt like whatever the media said we were going to do, it seemed like we did it. I want this one. I don't think it's in the Brian Poser. It hasn't been as strong as this one has been with the media saying you can't do this, can't do that. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, man, like this is you're the GM, not the media. If, if Brian Post feels truly that he feels Caleb Williams gives the Bears the best option going forward, hey, that's I will feel confidently in saying I believe that was the decision he made, not the media being an influence. Okay, yeah, I can feel that, but I still don't feel good about the decision. No, but no, yeah, no, no. I, I don't. get what you're saying. But, I get what but, you're saying. But, but, it's, I, but it's, it's it's him him making the decision, not being swayed. But I, but I do feel. He is strongly weighing that option of keeping Justin. Because, I mean, from jump, he told us build through the draft, right? He did. He's always been pretty consistent with everything he, <laughs> he said. He told us build through the draft. And what better way? You can't get it any better than this. You really can't. I mean, and here's the thing. If you make that trade with Washington, if Washington's a team, they're not going to be Houston and have that playoff appearance they're just not no. it's just not gonna happen i said it the 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 team's gotta be washington or, or new england you have to them the two teams you can't do atlanta because they fuck around make right. playoff yeah. Yeah. you right. cannot yeah. do atlanta right and, and maybe and you, maybe vegas maybe denver because of the denver conference just too far down though. denver's 12 right denver's 12 but i'm, I'm talking about what the hall you'll get uh, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, you potentially ahead, you gotta give us Judy in that hall because we gonna Probably. miss out on. <laughs> or right. No, I I agree that, that if 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 it's from one, I wouldn't do it if it's if I'm if I'm if the uh, Raiders they gotta the, give us Adams. <laughs> if I'm if I'm uh, <laughs> I'm for real. We because we're not gonna get no other receipt. Well, Raiders is what seven. We're seven. Yeah. Oh, we can get we can get. Or doing they or, or neighbors at least. No, Raiders aren't drafting. Raiders are drafting behind. Uh, Raiders are drafting thirteen. Oh yeah, see they got. See they got to give us. They seven gotta, is Tennessee. Oh. Yeah, see they got to give us Devonte if we gonna make that move. <laughs> he got to be in that hall. <laughs> well, I'm saying if I'm if I'm Denver, you you don't necessarily want to trade with Chicago from twelve to one. You want to go twelve to nine. But I, I agree with you. If it is twelve to one, they have you to put a player go. in there because they don't have enough draft capital. You might just go for two one. in that month. <laughs> That's a long way. <laughs> it is a long. Or way. Are you giving us four first rounders for the next? Well, well you, you give us three first rounders. Yeah, you, you give us twenty. Yeah. So, but I was going to say there's two things that should help Poles sleep better at night if he trades down. One, all the things that we've talked about with the draft capital, so on and so forth, and who who he has at quarterback and, and, and whatnot. But the other thing is he's going to be supported by Kevin Warren because Kevin Warren is a big fan. He's a big Justin Fields fan. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Brian Pace wasn't fired because he didn't draft Pat Mahomes. No, he wasn't. So, I mean, so it's clear that ownership, that's another thing. I'm like, people oh, that's in the media are talking. 
Ownership. ownership. Is, they don't move <laughs> off of them real quick. That, now that's one thing I know about ownership. They don't give a <laughs> damn what the media say. <laughs> now that part, they don't care what the media say. They're gonna do whatever the hell they want to do. They not pace. I mean, Paul uh, Eberflus was fired thirteen times this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, he got another year of eligibility. <laughs> so one thing I do know. Payson, Payson, uh Nagy. And Nagy's yeah. final year. They were supposed to be gone. Man. So it, it but that's one thing I know. And, and polls, uh, unlike unlike Pace, polls is saving the team money. I mean, they yeah. keep collecting money. You know, so I he, I think he's got the full support of the team. So even if, you know, it's not popular, like you said. And the media, you know, trashes the Bears. And even if Caleb goes somewhere and does well his first year, it's like, dude. But man, I heard, you, you I heard some. I heard something today that kind of tripped me out too, though. Mel Kiper and I forget the other guy. They were talking, uh, and they were kind of talking against Phil Yates. I think that might have been Phil Yates, and they were kind of speaking on how the Bears will be. It was shocking because I'm like, man, what's the name been saying? The Bears going to take Caleb, going to take Caleb, Mel Carbon. But then he was like, got to think about it. The Bears draft Caleb Williams. You're not getting the Doomsday Harrison or Neighbors at nine. So he's in the same position that Justin Fields is in. Meanwhile, Maybe. you trade Justin. And I, he was actually indicating Washington trying to trade for Justin. <laughs> He like you no, trade. Not I, I'm just saying this was something he said. Oh, and he also mentioned if you keep Justin, you draft Marvin Harrison at nine. Who knows what you can do at nine? And he, I'm like, I'm like, are they just Wait, today choosing? Saying, to... You're saying take him at one, take Harrison at one. No, 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 no. They trade, saying trade, trade, still trading down. They trading them so you will be able to stay. Or yeah. I don't. That's the worst usage of back, one. To I gotta take go Marvin. back and I gotta go back and look. But they were saying Justin Stan, and pretty much you. I'm assuming they're saying you trading the one, but you will trade that one to a position where you'll still be able to get Marvin Harris. Well, it can only be Washington and New England because he ain't getting past Arizona. Right. Right. So, but but if you take but, Marvin at one, that's the worst usage of one. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, he's the best player. I think he's the best player in the draft. But you take him at one, that's the yeah. worst. Yeah. If you take him at one, that means you didn't hold your hand at all. And this, mm-hmm. and in uh, Washington and New England knew you would stand with Fields. Well, let me let me ask this: How much oh. higher is Caleb Williams on the board than Drake May? He's right above. Him. I mean, in Starting terms have, of, in terms starting, of, man, if we don't get Caleb Williams, hey man, you starting to have you starting to have the media people saying Drake May. I, was, I heard uh, these uh, media Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah, I heard Tim, Matt, has, Matt Tim, has, Tim Hasselbeck. Tim Hasselbeck. Yeah. Tim Hasselbeck. That's who that Drake May was the was the most gifted quarterback in this draft class. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's starting to come and see. And this is and, this, and see and this is where I get mad because I've been talking all this Justin over Caleb. But y'all know how I get sucked in the draft time because they're gonna start talking this Drake May stuff, and then I'm gonna be highly upset because. But they, no, they, but I said everybody I, gonna be like, I "Wait, I that. thought you was against Caleb. I'm not against Caleb Williams." 
and and the reason I say that isn't isn't just because of you know the possibility of maybe you know the Bears thinking about Drake May or you know it's because when you're trying to get a bidding war between and and like you said it has to be Washington and New England when you're trying to make that bidding war with well, does the second team say well we're fine we don't get Caleb Caleb Williams we're just gonna sit back we'll we'll, we'll at least get Drake May. And we and we'll be fine. Well, I, I think if the I think it's just, if if the if the Washington can't make a deal with Chicago, I think they take Jaden Daniels. I don't think they take Drake May because if you're looking at the two more explosive at dynamic. One? No, 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 no. I'm saying if the Bears take Caleb and Washington yes. doesn't make the trade, I see Washington. You say not they're go- they're going. They're going. I got you. I got you. Yeah, they're not taking. I don't see. I don't see them targeting Drake May. I see. Because keep in mind who the offensive coordinator is. He doesn't fit that that style of play. No, he's going to need someone like Daniels or Caleb. That's that's one thing that I thought I in my mind, but Bill is no longer in New England. I felt the Bears should put out there that they would that they are really high on Drake May to try to make the move with New England. But now that Mayo's there, I don't know. The culture's still there. And Mayo's still part of that culture. And he was drafted and played there, yeah, and he's, he's coached still, there. He's still his own man, though. No, no, I'm not saying he's not. But I'm saying it's not just – when I say culture, I'm not saying that he's just inundated and he's just a cult member. What I'm saying is a lot of that infrastructure and how they've been successful hasn't really changed, even though the head coach has left. For them to be – and not only that, but they're in a better situation to try and win sooner – than Washington is because they have a really good defense. They have a solid defense and they have some decent players on offense. They don't have explosive players on offense. But you get someone like Drake May, then you make that you make the argument of building around this guy because he does provide you something that the other two knuckleheads didn't. And it's a more athleticism, probably better passer than 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 Mac and a better athlete than Mac and probably a bigger, more dynamic player than Billy Zappi. And so you can compete and you have a body type that can compete in the rugged AFC East, someone who has enough arm strength to kind of throw the passes in New England. You see what I'm saying? He he well, fits that mold of the quarterbacks that they Bledsoe, Brady, he fits that type of mold that New England has had success with for the last 30 plus years. Well, that's not good for Chicago, man. How's that not good for Chicago? Because Washington can say, well, yeah, you guys go ahead and take Caleb. We're going to take Daniels. And then New England's going to say, well, we're going to take our guy. It's only if you only if you want only if you only if you're stuck on getting Marvin Harrison Jr. Dude, there are other teams that want the first pick of the draft. Right. The, See, that's the, the, the thing. The Giants might trade up. You never that's know. That's the thing. You do have multiple teams that which will draw Washington or New England to have to try to move that pick. You think the Giants would 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 want to go after Caleb Williams with the contract situation they have with 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 uh um yeah with with what's his name yeah because they can yeah. get out of it in two years they can get out of it after next and, season and, and you talk about having Caleb come into a situation where many dimes he's he's playing behind somebody and Dable can, can mold some and Dable can extend his curve his his longevity as a head coach right. there I'm I'm saying right now. He ain't playing behind Danny Jones. He's going to start day one. Danny Jones going to be the backup. $40 million backup for one year, and then they're going to get rid of him. 
That's a possibility too. They only own the hook forget. for one more season. You still got Atlanta, and you still have Denver and the Raiders to some extent. I don't think it gets past the Raiders. Anybody else trying to trade up mm. to one? But Atlanta still. And here's the thing: Atlanta has enough draft capital that them getting a quarterback like Caleb, and even if they give up a player, whoever that player might be, they're still pretty good. I saw. I saw. They're not going to lose trade. I saw a trade uh, proposal that said they give us their one Bijan. I say done. Let's go. Do it. <laughs> I, I I personally think we just don't have a strong enough back. Really? I, I do. we don't have a dynamic back. I we would, don't we don't we don't have an Aaron Jones. We don't have an Isaiah Pacheco. We don't <laughs> have I just don't think we do. Maybe Roshan to be we that. don't have an Adam Jones, I give you that. We don't have a dynamic back, but I think we've got solid backs. But to your point, there's a lot of free agent running backs. I don't, I'm not even worried about drafting a running back. I don't think there's a running back in the draft that is significant enough to be a number one to come in and, and change things around. I just, I don't see that guy. But there are a whole bunch of guys free, like DeAndre Swift is available in free agency. I'm, I, we we got to go get him. My opinion. <laughs> I, I'm probably, I mean, Pollard's a free Philly agent. did not but, use that dude. Pollard can go to hell. I'm just saying, Pollard. Pollard doesn't have to be the guy, but Pollard with uh, uh, what's what's the Khalil? What's Khalil's last name? Herbert. Herbert. Khalil and her like Pollard is better when he has a guy that can do the inside stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. then he becomes more dynamic. Antonio Gibson's available, and we don't need. We have a dynamic guy that doesn't have to be the lead guy. He just needs to have some dy- dynamism to his ability out there on the field. You got Antonio Gibson. That dude's like a four-four dude. Washington didn't use him that well. Like he would always do well, and like they would just go away from him. Like why? He's plus he's my fantasy guy. So I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> he, he he gets you points running and catching the ball. Why aren't you using him more? You got Gibson. You got DeAndre Swift. Dude, DeAndre Swift was averaging like at one point he was most throughout most of the league. He, he was my it. fantasy guy. That's yeah, he was I leading say. the league. He was leading the league in yards per carry. It's just you know when down the stretch. Down the stretch, it didn't use him as much, but it's like DeAndre Swift. And then having Khalil helps DeAndre so he doesn't get beat up as much. You got Antonio Gibson. You got – there's a few other guys that are – you got Saquon. I mean, you, you there, there are players out there. And here's the thing. With with that extra $82 million or the extra $30 million, they put us up to $80-plus million now, you can get one of these running backs if you're not coming off but like maybe $14 million. I, I can live with that. And that's only Saquon if you do that, in my opinion. You ain't got to pay Saquon and Jacobs. Saquon and Jacobs. Oh, yeah, Brandon Jacobs, yeah. Right. But Eckler's a free agent? I said Brandon Jacobs. Uh, Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Um, Eckler's a free agent, although he's a little long in the tube. I'm just saying, there's a lot of running backs out there that are available that you can spend some money on to to get more dynamic in the backfield. I agree. Um, So... I mean, Gabe Davis is out there as far as a wide receiver goes. That could be your third wide receiver. You know, you yeah, you get a do- yeah, you get a Dunze, and then you get Gabe Davis, and you got DJ. You figure out who's in the slot. You, you know, you, you take your turns or whatever. Still got Tyler. You still got good speed. You got solid players you can depend on, or you trade that ninth pick down and get yourself maybe 
a better center if you keep if you keep Justin. You get that center from Oregon, and then in the third round you pick up Xavier uh, Leggett from South Carolina. I'm just saying, dude. I just it gets ridiculous, man. The more you think about it, just the options and opportunities that these guys have. But anyway, Speak, speaking of which, um, the combine started up this week. Who are the Bears looking at? You think what man, what position? What position groups? Are the are the most important wide. for the Bears to look at this week? Wide receiver, because whether it's Caleb or Justin, you need another wide receiver or wide receivers. To be quite honest with you, um, so I think they're looking at a boundary wide receiver, somebody that can either play the X position uh, more so, uh, but definitely a boundary receiver. And I think they want a more reliable uh, slot guy, someone they can count on to get those tough yards in the middle. Uh, a guy like uh, Malachi Corley, I might be saying his last name right, uh, but he's out of Western Kentucky. And very tough nose, kind of reminds me of uh, the wide receiver that came out of LSU the same time Odell did. Oh, Landry, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah Malachi Corley's got like a Jarvis Landry type to me. Uh, really good after the catch, can run just about any route, physical, uh, good speed. But he's he's a he's a yak. He's a yak. He got actually his nickname is a yak king. Um, so someone like him that you could probably get in the third round. He's going to be there because the receivers are are going to fall back because all the quarterbacks are being taken. The other position of need uh, is definitely, I believe, edge rusher. You need to find someone opposite Montez Sweat. There's some really good edge rushers. There's some really good four, three defensive ed, defensive end type kind of edge rushers are available. So you got Leatu Latu from UCLA, Braylon Trice over at Washington. I'm not saying them in the order. I'm just mentioning them. Chop Robinson out of uh, Penn State. You got uh, Jared Verse, uh, you know, out of Florida State. Uh, Dallas Turner to me, I think he could do it, although I see him more in the three, four type kind of scheme, but he's still physical enough that he can do it. Um, and then there's some other guys down the line. There's a cat out of Utah who's pretty decent. Uh, last name is Ellis. Uh, but that's a little bit, you know, if you're not able to get some of the top-notch ones. So I think that's a position that the Bears definitely want to. And they want someone that can hold up at the point of attack. They necessarily have to be, you know, four or five around the corner type kind of guy, but someone that can apply pressure, kind of like Alex Brown in a lot of ways, can give you those sacks, but really – you know, they're strong against the run. They're good. They're heady players and they're good against uh, screen passes and that kind of stuff. Uh, the other position that they're going to be looking at in the draft will probably be center. Um, you know, they haven't drafted a good center in quite some time. And there are at least, it's, it's at least three solid centers. Uh, you got the kid from Oregon uh, and uh, Jackson Powers uh, Johnson. You got the kid from Georgia we've talked a lot about, Cedric Van Pran, and then you get Zach Frazier out of West Virginia. And there are a few other decent centers as well, but those three stick out. And again, centers, Jackson will probably go first round, but the other guys will probably be there third round, fourth round. So that's what I'm saying. When the Bears have an opportunity to trade back, you can accumulate enough picks, you know, between, you know, picks 36 and 100 that you can find yourself a situation to, to, to get these players that can really help out flesh out the rest of your team and free safety. We let Eddie go. So free safety uh, or the safety position, because sometimes in this system that the Ibra plus runs, the safety position can be a little interchangeable at times. Um, so you want a, a guy 
you know, Cameron Kitchens out of out of uh, Miami. He's a bit more explosive. Uh, I like my centers to be over six feet. He's like 5'11", but, you know, I'm, I'm not the coach. But, but Cameron is a playmaker. You mean safeties. Safeties, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't so... want a 5'11 center. <laughs> uh, most just definitely not. Yeah, yeah, definitely not a 5'11 center um, in basketball or football. Um, <laughs> so – so Cameron Kitchens, I like I like uh, Tyler Newbin a lot. I'm a big fan of him. I think he fits Chicago's dynamic perfectly. Uh, I think he fits, you know, uh, someone who wouldn't have a problem playing in this type of elements. He's got some family football in his history, so that DNA is there. Uh, leader, uh, all those things that that safety position usually requires in terms of being a heady player, uh, being physical. He's about six two. Uh, he has. Playmaker, he's averaged about three interceptions the last three years. Uh, just a solid player, solid player. And then a guy like um, Kalen Bullock falls back from US, USC. He's 6'3". You know, I, again, a little, little, a little sinewy to some degree, but 6'3". He's got that length, not too dissimilar than Kyle Hamilton that you saw do things for uh, the Ravens this past year where he could change the game a lot of times just from the safety position. Um, and we know how much... Uh, uh, the secondary is important in a lot of ways in terms of, you know, forcing those turnovers or, or capitalizing off turnovers and changing the field and flipping the field. We saw that even happen this year late in, in the season for the Bears. So even safety like Cole Bishop out of Utah will probably be there like in the fifth round. So I think those are positions that when you go to the combine, they're looking to see where these guys slot themselves. They're, they're all, a lot of these guys going to the combine, they're going to be drafted. It's just a matter of, you know, differentiating between this guy and that guy. Um, and seeing who has a bit more of an idea of what's required of them when they get a chance to interview and talk to them and see who can fit in with the quote-unquote culture or the locker room or just with the dynamic that the Bears are trying to create, whether it's offensively or defensively. Free agent-wise, of those positions, who do you, what do you think we would try to go after in, in free agency then, which is yeah. before before the draft? Right. Uh, well, here's the other thing. And I think this position, I think the center position, whether it's whether they keep uh, Justin or even if they end up, decide to go Caleb, I think center. Uh, that's really pivotal. That's been a huge problem, you know, with the exchanges. I mean, think about how many times Justin's playing fucking catcher back there, just, you know, or shortstop. Hell, he can't play catcher. He's playing shortstop. He's catching ground balls, <laughs> you know, digger, d- dirt diggers, all that stuff. Um, so I think center and Here's the thing. Shane Waldron is new offensive coordinator. So a lot of times, more times than not, you do not want a rookie quarterback. If the Bears go Caleb, you don't want a rookie quarterback and a rookie center. You'd like to have someone who has the experience at center. Evan uh, Brown, I believe his last name, is a center that's leaving, that's free agent for uh, Seattle. He's played in that system the last couple of years. So he's going to know that. And that's someone that can help not just Justin, but help the guys on the offensive line uh, become more quickly acclimated to what's required in this system, will helps, which can help offense overall. Even if it's not Caleb, if the Bears retain Justin, same thing. Bring in uh, Evan. He helps Justin become that much more uh, better at, you know, seeing where, you know, the mic is and understanding uh, pass alignments in terms of pass protection alignments that the offensive line need to do. It can be done more quickly. It can help facilitate the learning for, again, not just Justin, but for the entire offense. So I think someone like a center like him is is, is, is tantamount 
Uh, now, whether it's him, there's some other centers that are out there as well. Connor Williams is coming off of an ACL, be a second ACL, but when healthy, is one of the better players, interior offensive linemen out there. Uh, Tyler Bidas for for Cowboys. I don't know if they're resigning him. Uh, they might want to because he's a really good center, and they're losing their left tackle probably to free agency. But they've got their own cap issues, so he may be a cap casualty. Uh, and then Matt Hennessy out of um, Atlanta, uh, again, coming off of an injury, but he may be available as well. So there's some decent centers out there in this uh, free agent pool for the Bears. And I think the Bears should and will probably take advantage of that and still draft a center too. Uh, other free agent pickups, um, again, we talked about Gabe Davis, 24 years old, man. I didn't realize he was that young. Man, he'll, he's 24? Yeah, He's just 24. Now, he'll be wow. 25 before the season's over with, but he's just 24, man, and he's a free agent. And I don't know if they're going to be able to keep him. Uh, so T. Higgins has already been tagged, so that's gone. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing with Gabe. Gabe's not going to cost that much, not, not compared to T. You know, T's going to be up 20-plus million. Uh, Mike Evans is going to be 28-something million or whatever. I'm, you, you I'm know. good on Mike Evans. Yeah, I'm good, too. So – with Gabe Davis, 24, 24, 25. And that's right in that wheelhouse that we see uh we've seen polls do when he's gets some of these when he targets some of these uh free agents. And Gabe is used to being a number two. So you're not having someone coming in with a you know ego attitude, whatever, whatever. And he's been a solid player. He's used to playing the boundary. Yeah, I can see him playing, you know, complimentary football very easily. And he's probably gonna cost you somewhere between twelve to fourteen million maybe 15 million if you really, you know, overpay him a little bit. And that's still not bad at all, especially with that bump, that extra 30 million that just came the Bears way. Yeah, so free uh, edge edge wise, I think the Bears are better off drafting edge rusher than than paying for another one. You don't want to tie up too much of your money in one position either. So I I think uh and center's not going to cost you that much. The wide receiver probably costs a little bit more. And there's some free agent safeties that are out there too, but I think those guys might start to get tagged before uh, that period is passed, before free agency really launches itself. Uh, Glenn, you are the best at this, man. Mm -hmm. You need Just to understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Hey, uh, while we were gone, All-Star Weekend took mm -hmm. place. And I gotta say, I, I watched uh, I watched All Star Saturday night. You talk about hockey, right? Oh yeah, man! They, they, the <laughs> NHL was awesome. Was, those skill positions, you know, Connor McDavid. Ooh, All Star fan. All Star Saturday night sucked. If it wasn't for <laughs> um, uh, Steph and Sabrina, and that's cool. Who, by the way, I didn't realize she's married to uh, Ronis Grasso. Oh, really? Former Bear Center. Former yeah. Bear. Yeah, out of yeah. Hawaii, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, was he in Hawaii? No. Or was he? No, he was Washington. Well, was Oregon. he in Bay Center? Washington. Oregon. 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 Oregon with Oregon. her. They, that's, that's where they, they met at Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Oh, so that was recent. He was yeah. in the Bear Center. Yeah. Uh, pace. One of those pace draft picks. That's what I'm saying, because she ain't been in WNBA that long. Right. But you know, they, they stay for four years. They don't leave true. early. That's true. That <laughs> college game, they let them go. And they know we need you too much to stay in college. <laughs> well, they can they can now make more in college than they do in the, in the right. NBA. Yeah, another reason to stay in college. That's real tight. You, you catch a lot of uh, – been seeing a lot of uh, Caitlin Clark State Farm commercials out there. I'm sure she's getting, mm -hmm. getting some nice NIL money for that. 
Yeah. Juju's going to start making that money real soon, Ooh. too. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah. Especially out in Cali. Ooh. Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, if it wasn't for those two, All Star Saturday would have would have been a complete disaster. And then the All Star Game just was a complete was disaster. A complete disaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That it was so bad. Um, my man Adam Silver when he went <laughs> to give out the uh, the All Star Trophy and then the the MVP Trophy, he was just so disgusted. He was like, "Just here, just take it. <laughs> you you guys scored more points than the other team. Here's your trophy." <laughs> And then he had yes. he, he he gave uh, Damian Lillard the MVP trophy. Yeah, you're the MVP. Here you go, smile for the camera. Let's get off the air. It was it was it was bad, man. It was it's been bad for a while. One, but this one was this one took the cake. 168 threes uh, attempted by both teams. Three fouls in the entire game. <laughs> I. I it, it was it was just terrible basketball, man. No no one cared. So I'm at a point now. I'm like, yo, you know what? Do away with if if no one cares, if no one really wants to be there, just do away with All Star Weekend. And, it, and maybe because because of the weekend, not because of the game, but because of the other stuff. That other stuff is the only thing that's making it viable. And dude, this All Star game has been bad for like the last. 50 like Kobe might have been the last person that cared about playing an all star game. It's, it's been very bad since Adam Silver took over. I blame a lot of stuff in the NBA on him. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I thought he was he was the good he was the good players players commissioner. That's the problem. I, I'm just I and I get it. A lot of people don't want that stern. Hand, what you call it? Hammer down type. I think iron, iron fist. Iron fist. But this is, coach, this is Coach Williams talking. This ain't this ain't smoke. This is Coach Williams talking. <laughs> well, he to Get me off my lawn, kids. No, no, it's not even that, man. It's he's too lenient. Get he's off my lawn. Too, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm just saying the, the league is very. I mean, I don't even watch the NBA no more. Well, let me ask you this: How has his leniency had anything to do with the All Star Game? Because it's been trending like this even when Stern was there. That the the, the look, it stopped being competitive, really. Right but when I, the whole Michael and his group, those guys started getting up there longer in the tooth. Like when Magic I, Johnson came back and they let him start shooting shots. To me, that's not that's when the that's when the, to me the All Star Game noticeably took a different. Just different tonality, because now it's like, hey, you know, just kind of come and you know, have fun and don't take it too seriously, kind of thing. It, the competitive part of it went out the door, and I understand. I'm not knocking Magic, and I understood why they did what they did. It's a whole a situation and all that stuff, and I get it. And it was out of respect to Magic and what he'd done for the league, but it seemed like from that point on, any kind of competitiveness in the in the in the All Star game just started waning. More and more, and we get to the two thousands. Those guys are doing and one type stuff, man. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because you know everyone you know talking about this talks about uh, the MJ era that how how seriously MJ took it, and that was only ninety two. So you're saying a good eight All Star games were trash. 
not trash. I said it started to, to trend that way. It started to trend down a little bit. Yeah. And do it, it. It went from the, you know, we're going to, the East is going to beat the West. Guys started becoming more and more, you know, the AAU circuit. You guys started, you started getting the guys, the LeBrons and the D Ways coming in, these guys who grew up playing together. And then not only that, but Team, team USA. So a lot of these guys now are playing with each other on Team USA. And it's just that amalgamation, you didn't have the separation like you used to. You know, mm-hmm. you used to have East and West. And, you know, yeah, some players will move back here and there, but now guys are starting to play together more often. You know, the, the U.S. team, the U.S. Olympic team. And then it's not just you get together for the Olympics. Now you get to, get to play the world team. So now it's a different group of guys playing for the world games. Maybe yeah. some of those guys come over to the U.S. national team for the Olympics. And it's it's just a different vibe because at some point these guys are like, is it worth me playing? And then I put the money change things too. Is it worth me playing? Because if I get hurt, I can't do this. I play for Team USA, and you want to play the All Star game? I mean, you know, pick, 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 pick you know, guys that pick your lane. I mean, there's a lot of different things. I'm not saying it's any one thing, but you start looking at these things that change, and they started changing in the '90s. Because we didn't have the Olympics. The pros won't play before 92. Right. We didn't have that. You know? I, I didn't think way back then. I felt a lot of – it definitely started going downhill, but the drastic change to me came when Paul George got hurt in that uh, exhibition game with Team USA. That's when the All-Star game just became – I don't want to get hurt. Unbearable. Right, that was, like, a, I don't that was a freak. That was a that was a freak thing, though. But you know, everybody saw take it. Take everything literally. Okay, so then let me ask you this then. And this was a point brought up by Stephen A. Smith. Why do they take the summer league stuff more seriously? At least they they do compete, whether well, it's the Drew League or whether it. I remember going going to pro ams, um, you know, in the last well. Well, Last twenty but, years, I would go to pro ams and and it would be some real some real basketball being yeah, played out but, there. But it ain't it ain't ten NBA guys on the court. Uh, at one time, there there got well no, it was never. I never exactly. saw a pro. I never saw pro am where there was there was all NBA guys exactly. But there was a good number of guys out there. I it mean, was, it might be a good number, but I might it was be a good that five one. out there. But they ain't and all I see. On one I say that's either. even worse because you got guys that you know don't really know what they're doing. They 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 could hurt you. you hey, I'm just saying, if you gonna get out there with guys, that and most and some of the guys they they could play at, at an NBA level. They just haven't got the opportunity. But but that's the thing. So if I'm playing, so you all are NBA guys. You two are NBA guys. I got NBA talent. I didn't make it to the league though. I'm coming out there to bust y'all ass. So right. take so take it light if you want to. And you're going to be on YouTube. You're going to be on the social media of, going. of smoke kicking your ass. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they take it a little more serious because you're repping. But, but if it's 10 NBA guys. Ain't nothing to prove. Ain't nothing to prove. Because they're yep. going to take it just as lightly as you are. Yeah, exactly. Not even. Just like. Just like there's, I, no, there's, I no, there's, there's, there's no leak riding that? It's none. Just like I, I am, I had, I used to rock with Devin Booker. 
But when that clip came out, when he was mad that Joe Kim knowing them doubled him in the open gym, I say this dude is soft. I will never rock with dude. <laughs> like that's soft as hell. And and I became even more of a fan of Joe Kim. Like, dude, we hooping. Like, this ain't about you get work on your own. Go in the gym by yourself and work on your shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, how are you working on your shot if you can't take a double team to try to get your shot? Like, right. like that's the thing. Like, and it and it to, and truly to me, that moment spoke to me of how the NBA operates. These dudes are soft, man. They're soft. So but but, but but they're prideful too. So in those in those open gyms and Drew League, they're not gonna allow themselves to get done up by somebody that's not in the league. That's why Devin Booker was so mad because Joe Kim Nova was a former NBA player. Right. So he was expecting, like, dude, you ain't watched well, Joe must, Kim Nova? He, I was going to say, he must not know who no, Joe Kim <laughs> <laughs> That ain't that's happening. Like, that's like asking Jimmy Butler to take it easy, right? You know? So that's that's my thing when it well, comes to that. Something, something has to be done about that, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not watching next year. Dude, I haven't watched for the last. They kept trying all the other goofy stuff. They look when they started saying, "Hey, you can pick your own team." The draft. I'm, like, I'm out. I'm out. All this stuff. You can pick your own team. Really? Okay. The draft yeah. was cool the first year, and then I think after that, it just lost its its novelty. But dude, that 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 was a that was a recipe for disaster. Because now somebody's going to take it personal. I'm going to pick my boy. It's just it got. It's like, come on, man! It's like nobody wants to be the last guy picked man. either. Last, <laughs> I mean, last hope, last hope for them to do. It's enough foreigners. It's enough guys that's not from America. World but, against America. But, but but Joker and and Luca ain't gonna take the shit serious. So, Joker might. Joker might. Joker, like, hey, hey, of Luka all the guys not. out there. Luca may not. Luca, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Joker, Joker was was getting guys full court in yeah. All Star. He was the only one. Yeah, but he's the worst defender in the league. True. So that but, was a joke in he, itself. At least he gave effort. You know, at at that part of the I game, I can get past Joker on the court. Now I can't stand in front of him, probably. But no. <laughs> <laughs> that slow motion moves, the, the slow motion. That's what I said. Does, I probably man. can't stand in front of him on defense, but I'm something. sure I can get past him on offense. Is what I'm it, saying. It, it, it has to but, be something to it. But you but still yeah, got the got... problem of incentivizing them. I mean, you can't keep giving them money. I can't. Yeah. That's not I mean, enough. at this at this point, I mean, what more do you want? Get rid of. Them. Or, or make that. Get ten all stars, all stars versus the world, and you got Americans that ain't in the NBA. There, huh? Show us your work. Show us that you belong <laughs> in the league. You got them lose to JoJo from the street. All from the we're block. gonna say all stars versus <laughs> Joes. <laughs> uh, but you know, what really shootout. What was really bad was that I actually watched the celebrity game. That was more entertaining. The celebrity game was more entertaining oh, than the I, actual All Star game. Oh, I said dunk contest should be a halftime of the celebrity game. I think I think the celebrity game should be on All Star Saturday. Oh, it's on Friday. Yeah, it's on it's Friday, Friday night. Yeah, do that before uh, 
before the three-point contest. Keep the three-point contest. Get rid of the dunk contest. Dunk contest. That's yeah, over. At least time. for a couple years. It's time Let, to retire. The just dunk take contest. a take a couple years off. Unless you're gonna bring no in more. No unless problems. you're gonna bring in more people that don't play in the league. Right. I think showcase, that's they should and showcase it that way. That's a that's a good idea. I think uh, Stephen A. Smith said that. He said they should go out and do a uh, do a contest and find the best uh, the best street dunkers out there, and then bring them to the prize. to the contest and do like a million dollar prize. Yeah. Winner gets a million dollars. Which I think that would that would that would be cool. And let the let the NBA guys actually sponsor. The guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that would be cool. That would work. But um, but as of now, yeah, All Star Weekend has lost its luster. It used to be a time when it was a it was a huge deal, and now, yeah. The problem with these games that you don't have to take serious to to achieve greatness in your game. See, that's why I love baseball. You can't cheat it. Well, no, they came real close. They came real close. They were having the issues too. Well, they they had the well, issue no, of the you tie know what? game. That was it. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't was that they never weren't about effort. the style of play. Yeah. Stop, dude. Stop. It wasn't. It was. Stop. It was about the fact Y'all. that the game was tied, and, and they, they and ran they, out. Of, they didn't know how to. Yeah. They didn't know how to manage. They didn't want to apps. extend pitches to right. affect team. Right. It wasn't effort. It wasn't so, effort. So when Barry Bonds picked up somebody on his shoulder to carry him around, that was all part. He of He did it. that because I the mean, guy robbed was, him of a home run. But that was fun and game. Yeah. He, so Barry, truck, so Barry, Barry, truck, Barry hit a bomb. Truck, and, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait a minute. It was Tory Hunter, right? Talking, yeah, if, if it was lack of effort, well, John, Tory was... Hunter would have let that home run go. Right. If it was lack of effort. Exactly. I was going to say, that was Tory Hunter. If it was lack of effort, yeah. Tory Hunter would have let that yeah. home run go. That's what that was about. And the John, John Crook thing was hilarious. Them, them guys are up there. Them guys ain't up there throwing because I could throw 100 miles an hour and I'm giving you an 80 mile an hour fastball. Hell no. no he they trying yeah. to throw 100 miles an hour. Randy Johnson, Randy Johnson wasn't, wasn't grooving the pitch to him. And then he now, threw Randy, one inside and Crook said, fuck it, I don't want nothing to do with this right now. <laughs> and he let it go. It was hilarious. Now, but Gra- Randy now, Johnson Gra- was, now, Randy Gra- Johnson was throwing probably- heat. They probably throwing more fastballs than they typically throw. Yeah, as a yeah. pitcher. But at the end of the day, it's not changing the game. You want to see a guy throwing a hundred miles an hour and a guy try to hit it out the park. You want to see that. That's yes. why the home run derby is something that will never go away. I mean, that being Mixed said, dig the long ball. Out of all the All Star games, the baseball is the only watchable one to me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, I would hockey, agree with that. Hockey sucks. Yeah. Um, their all their all star game sucks. Uh, almost yeah, the same saw thing. The NBA, the Pro Bowl is what it is now. Well, at least they realize that these yeah. guys are playing no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least they realize this. This is bullshit. <laughs> we need to go ahead and stop this. Oh man, look, they they put a stop to it quick. Well, not quick enough, but. Yeah, it took a while. It they got really, to the point where it was just they were in full pads playing two hand touch. Right. That right. was bad. So they, they got it. They got it right now. If if the kids want to watch whatever it is they're doing, these skills competitions and the and the flag situation, That's go cool. right ahead. I'm I'm going to tune out. I got better things to do right. with my with my Sunday. Um now this brings us to another point here. 
right? We're talking about lack of interest in in in, in, in sporting this my events. Time to get off. <laughs> Chicago oh, sports man. right now. All right. <laughs> now we we spent we spent almost an hour talking about the Bears and the Bears are the Bears. NFL is king. What can what can you say? All right. Is there a lack of interest in the other professional sports teams in town right now because they're not doing anything? The Bulls are bullshit. Fine with being the ninth best team in the East, it seems. Right. Um, White Sox. White Sox are, oh my God. Two players you might even know on their roster. The the organization basically does not care what the fans (laughs) think at this point. (laughs) At least they're trying to get a new thing. Well, it does does sound like ownership cares too much about what the fans. That's what, man, they they, they don't care. He said it's the fans' fault. Right. They don't even like like they like their fans anymore. While going to Springfield you, wait, to get taxpayers' dollars to build wait, a new stadium, you get, right. you get rid of the fan favorite announcer. You let oh him let him walk. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. You let him walk. Your team, your team is garbage, and you did nothing to make it better this off season. I'm not gonna. And I'll, don't bring up a statistician. Don't don't do that. Don't don't <laughs> bring up a cruncher. To, he's going too. That didn't have nothing to do with it. Just pile though, it on. Yeah. Though on White they Sox, it was bad. Stay, Chris Camp was my guy, bad, and on, on White Sox Twitter, bad. Hey, White man, Sox Twitter blame blame Chris Camp hey, going man, is... uh, leaving for for Marquee. They blamed it on on the White Sox management. Hey man, best thing going for the White Sox. Best thing What's going that? for the White Sox is the Chicago White Sox Ace Program. And hey, I'm that's right. Be, and I'm not even being biased because I'm right. a part of it. That's, That's right. the best thing going for the White Sox. The White Sox do an amazing job for these kids. Doing doing they big do. things, getting these kids to college. They do. They that is the one thing they're winning in across the MLB. Everyone wants to model what the Chicago White Sox is doing with the Ace program. Sucks that nobody wants to model what they're doing with their big league team. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, let's see the black and now the Blackhawks do have the 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 best prospect, young, exciting, talent. in the game. That that dude is sick, man. He's uh, good. Connor Bedard is nice, but I mean, one man, he can only do He's so much. Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby type guy. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. More more Crosby. I say definitely more Sidney yeah. Crosby. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean the white the, 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 the Blackhawks. Crosby was better than Ovechkin to me. I like winners. Better all around. But he also had better players around him, too. That's true. Um, but that being said, the Blackhawks are so bad that they may have a chance to get a really high another draft pick again. So maybe they might have a glimmer of looking good by 2027. Well, that's what they did with uh, the last dynasty started this way. Fine, man. They, 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 were, they were able to get four straight top-notch draft picks in uh, – uh, Seabrook, Keith, Kane, and Taves, and you, you know they went out and got the free agent they needed to get in, um, in Hosa, and the rest was history. So maybe 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 they're trend they're trending in the right direction, but right now, nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's like the they did they did resign Bellin, but 
Bellinger was already technically was already there, so your team didn't really get better. No, they didn't. But they were competitive last year. Who were they yeah. pitchers? Who were they pitchers? I don't know. Who they, these lost guys are. To... they lost Stroman to the Yanks. I don't even know who these guys are anymore, man. If, That's the other if, thing, too. If, if I don't mean to change the subject, but if Rodon's ass can pitch for us this year, we might be all right. <laughs> is, is, is his contract up? Who, Rodon? Yeah, is, does he? Yeah, no, is he, it's only is year he looking, two. That's what yeah, I'm saying. So yeah, don't no, don't expect don't, much. Don't expect too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, I know that. Stroman I know that from experience. For, yes, that's why getting Strowman was big. You know the the bigger problem with the question that you just asked outside of the Blackhawks because there is a budding superstar there is that there isn't a player a player that makes you want to watch these guys. There's no superstar. Like back in the day when the Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and everybody sucked, you had Walter Payton. You had a right. marquee player. You had Andre Dawson. You had Sammy Sosa. You had Ryan Sandberg to some degree. You had in the White Sox, you had Frank Thomas. You had um, Chet Lemon. I mean, you had somebody that, Ron Kittle, you had somebody that brought you to the game to watch it, you know, and you know, you had even the Bulls. You had, you know, Orlando Woodridge for a little bit. You know, Q when he was, you know, when his nose wasn't, you know, where it didn't need to be. But or Artist Gilmore. I mean, you had a star of sort sorts that brought you. Even with Derrick Rose, you know, there's some talent played, but Derek, Derek was that superstar. You know, you had someone that drew you to the team. Yeah, you, you had Reggie Theus. You had Reggie Theus. You know, now I might might who. Bellinger, okay. I really, I'm, I, man. So White Sox, I can't. When it comes to the, when it comes to the Sox, it's, it's shocking to me how. Okay, Tim had what two years, oh, yeah, two years, too. but they sold, and I'm not a Sox fan, but I feel like they even sold me. They sold us on Luis Roberts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eloy, Eloy Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Where the hell are they? Well, Robert I mean, is an all star, but Robert. he's not a superstar. He's not a, he's not a Acuna. He can. He he's can, not he a, can, He's not a. He, he can become hey, that. Hey, but he's hey, not. No, yet. no, 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 no. Because Acuna doing this at a young age. Robert's done it. On, it. It has done it. Several Robert's years. Robert's is only getting older. He finally like, had you know, a good he season. He can still do it. We need to see that. Like that's what they sold. That's what they sold us. He hit thirty-eight homers last year, and it went very quietly. I was going to well, say they, they were, the they were a bad team. Just saying, with no pitching. I mean, and they they still have no pitching. That's what I'm saying. They, they're about the the white the White Sox. Best thing happened to the White to Sox. A, go ahead. Best thing happened to the White Sox in recent years. Now that you say that. Was the COVID season? Yeah, that's, that's real. what made them respectable because it was a jammed up season. That's real, and so they was competitive. And they went, they went into twenty twenty one as a World Series favorite. They were, I think, they were a, a top five didn't make uh, and did not. No, 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 no. They did yeah, they make the playoffs. They, they made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost the uh, and the then twenty again. and then twenty two happened. Yeah, they lost the Oakland. and then yeah, yeah. So. But Robert, Robert can still get there. Aloy can still get there. But I mean, their history, 
yeah. with with especially with Aloy and with Makata, their history says Makata. that that they're not going to be able to play enough games to to reach their potential because they, they're always they look, hurt. And then listen to that. Where's the American talent? Yeah. At least, Atlanta? at least I get a Cubs that crap. L.A. Atlanta and L.A. In New I York, get the Cubs that credit that they got American talent now. They ain't, they ain't brothers, but American. What's talent. that? They, from what I understand, that was part of the issue with the White Sox was that they they couldn't build a cohesive unit. You know, they were never together. You know, you had you had your Latino players here, and you know. You had your your American born players over here, your white guys. It's not and, like a coaching thing. And then, then you, you and then, then you, you have poor Tim Anderson. Jackie Ryan was the only brother that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was by himself, you know? But then you then you build this roster of all this all these Latinos, Hispanics, and then you hire Tommy LaRusso. Well, he can speak the language. He spoke the language. Yeah, yeah, he can. He, can, he does okay. speak Spanish, Spanish. but I don't think it mattered when he talked when he wasn't asleep because he was falling asleep. Yeah, Man. but he's Fox. back now. He's he's still still part of the organization. I, mean, right. I don't know what to do with them. So yeah, so, so I'm I'm out on the White Sox. By the way, I know I have a White Sox hat on right now, but. Even my Liberty, they broke up the Liberty. They won a championship, yeah, yeah. they broke them up. Oh, you mean the Sky, the Sky. The Sky, I'm sorry, sky, Liberty. Yeah. Wow. The, well, the, the sky. sky, wait, wait, we can talk about the Sky. The Sky can't keep a superstar. Every time they get a superstar, they're yeah. gone in two years. Why is that? I don't know. Della Dom, big fan, big fan. And then you finally Sylvia bring my Files. girl back home. Sylvia Fowles. Sylvia Fowles. Like, we've, uh, had some, we've had some... You People bring home, in. you bring Candace. home, uh, Candace, Candace. Parker. Go in a championship. Go, go. The guard, uh, the guard was good. Van Sloot. What's in that? No, to me, Kalia Cooper. Van Vandersloot. Van der Van der Yeah. Kalia Cooper. Kalia Cooper. Yeah. You She's let her go too. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. You know that. <laughs> they let her go to Connecticut. Oh my God, dude! What? Well, oh, it was doing? no Phoenix. She's in Phoenix. Yeah. What? Go to Phoenix. Doing? Yeah. That was the finals I, That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, it's 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 a citywide problem here, and and it needs to be fixed. And I don't know what to do about it. And and I think that there's a lot of fan apathy there. Well, they're about to trade away Justin. There we go. They're doing it again. Even the Bears. <laughs> well, the Bears are the Bears, though. The Bears yeah, are going to be football, fine. Right? Yeah. The Bears are going to be yeah. fine. It's a Bear town, and it's the NFL. These other sports need to need to need to watch out, figure it out. And so, what you're telling me, what we're telling our fans is, is that don't even bother watching the White Sox or the Cubs. Our excitement is going to come. Baseball, from... Come watch Simeon baseball. <laughs> <laughs> the schedule is out. By the way, I saw you guys. You guys play uh, uh, Carmel Amundelein. That's who we open with. Yeah. That's who. We, okay. All right. Yep. That should be exciting, and you got two games against my Kim with Broncos, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna be catching checking out the the Simeon Wolverines this year. And no I, I guess it. I can announce this on here. 
the yeah. the home game versus Kenwood, which is four eight. Since currently my best friend slash brother David Reed is acting head coach at Kenwood. We won the city championship together 2004, 20 years ago. So we will be honoring our 2004 city championship team that day. There you go. Versus Kenwood. So I don't even want to talk about what I was doing in 2004. Your ass was in high school. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, that's what, hey, Glenn, we, we were in the same place actually in 2004. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I was getting married and working on my. Third kid. Oh, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wasn't there. So uh, April 8th, 20th anniversary of the Simeon City Championship uh, team. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. Um, before we end it, man, let's, let's uh, finalize the pick segment uh, for the year. So, Glenn, we already know you are the champion. So uh, congratulations, on wearing the crown. <laughs> so it became a, a battle for second place. Um, I was one game in back of smoke um, going into the Super Bowl. So we had uh, one, two, three. We did four different bets to figure out who the champion was. We both took the Chiefs plus two, so we both won that <laughs> one. Right? Uh, we both had the over at 47 and a half. Which, by the way, damn it! Why didn't they kick the the damn extra point in the overtime? I'm protesting that because had they, they kicked do. the extra point, I would have got the over. They never do. I, I man, I would have made some nice some nice change on Super Bowl Sunday if it weren't for that. But but we we, we I digress. I'm sorry. So we both so we both lost that. Um, and then um. I said that Mahomes would go for under 262 and a half. I lost that. Um, you said that, uh, Smoke, you said Purdy would go under 246 and a half. You lost that. Damn. Y'all still even at this won, point. But so I no, 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 He's He's still up one. I'm still up one. Cause, because of, cause we lost all those. And then the final question, which I could have tied at this point, was how many how many times Taylor Swift would be shown in the Super Bowl. I didn't think it would get to this. And uh, I said five. Smoke, you nine. hit it right on the head. Uh, nine, right? I thought it was, was it, I thought it was eight or nine. I had eight. You had eight. Okay. I thought I, I thought eight. it hit eight. But definitely, if he hit nine, it hit eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with that, Smoke, you are in second place. I am finishing last this year. So, uh, so yeah, good year, good year. But that was that was fun though. That was, I can't, it can't was wait. hilarious. I had my wife counting how many times Taylor showed up. Oh, there she go again. There she go again. <laughs> wait, I knew once once it became a game and then. Kelsey started catching passes, and every time, yes, every time half, Kelsey, because the first half it was like only one, one right, yeah. right. I was looking good, yeah. I think one time, and every time Kelsey caught a pass, they went to Taylor Swift in the in the booth with her and uh and Blake Lively and Ice Spice, and I was like, damn. Because matter of fact, when they showed her in the first half, uh, Pacheco fumbled after that. 
No, right. he fumbled. Then they showed her. Right. And my wife, like, oh, something bad happened. They showed. They not gonna show her no more. You're not gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, oh, by the way, Glenn, you did put in two two picks that it didn't matter, and you actually you won both your picks. Uh, you, took the Chiefs, to... you took the Chiefs plus the two, and you took the under. 47 and a half. So, winning uh, the more winning, baby. Just... So congratulations to you. I know that's <laughs> bullshit, but that's okay. <laughs> that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Wait, wait. No, Stitcher's gone. Stitcher's gone. I keep yeah. I keep saying that. Damn it. Yeah, you said Apple. You used to it. Apple, uh, I don't know, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast. I don't know. You can also catch us <laughs> at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to the Super Duper Podcast hosted by Rob Griggs and yours truly. Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say. We ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong, especially when it comes to them pigs, dog. Right with your boy. <laughs> We'll catch you next week.